0: Then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back that's to normal. normal. Yeah. And I say, I <laughs> mean, like the flu vaccine, that's 8% effective. That's I, catch if, I the flu. A, if I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars, and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken up because he was owed major drug money by Derek Shaven. You're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which, by the way, give most people that take them the flu, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me that this, new and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this mm-hmm. without going through the Vare's court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested brand new rush through vaccine, then everything is going to go back to normal. Good luck with that. i tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off a thousand dollars per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here.
1: Found out what the Chinese Communist Party,
2: the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly, 95% of um, the victims of Falun Gong petitioners to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration
1: camps, death camps, military facilities, uh, mi- military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a, a legal
2: sanctions, forced organ harvesting business. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Truth Defender podcast. We are coming to you from the greatest country in the world, deep in the heart of the Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas. I am your host, Paul Aguilar. We really appreciate you guys stopping in. Uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, uh, make sure y'all please hit that subscribe button and hit that bell icon as well so you don't miss a single episode in the future. Um, also, give us a thumbs up. That'll really help us as well. Um, if you guys are on the go, you guys can find us on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio. At Truth Defender Podcast. Uh, if you guys want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Defender Podcast, Instagram at Truth Defender Podcast, as well as Facebook. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments for myself or our guests, if you guys have any guests or topic recommendations, you can email us at thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. Uh, today's guest is Miss Connie Willis. Miss Connie Willis has been in TV and the film industries for over 20 years. Connie enjoys discussing topics of the bizarre and unexplained. She is currently the host of Blue Rock Talk TV, where she investigates Earth's creepiest hotspots and a weekend filled-in host for the national radio show Coast to Coast AM. Without further ado, Miss Connie Willis. Ms. Willis, how are you doing today, ma'am?
3: Hey, wow, you said that so nice, so professional. You <laughs> got it you got it all down. You did it right. A lot of people mess it up. They they like Blue Rock. Blue Rock Talks. You know, they say they get that wrong and then they get everything else wrong. So good job. Yay. Appreciate thank you.
2: Well, thank you. I pretty appreciate you coming on. Uh, we, So I guess we had originally tried to schedule this like months ago. Um, I spoke with Tony and Ingrid Durant. I understand they're friends of yours as well. Um, so I had them on the, early on in the podcast and uh, they kind of threw your name out there and asked if I wanted to have you on the show. And obviously I said yes, because um, I have actually heard you many times on Coast to Coast. Um, I love that show since years ago, since Art Bell was there. Um, so I really, really, really appreciate you coming on today.
3: Oh, well, thank you and thank them. And um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's an honor to be on Coast to Coast. I love it. This is like my seventh year um, being on once or twice a month or three, you never know when. I'm going to be on, but I do my best to get on there as much as possible. And now with COVID, it kind of slows down a little bit. Right. Speaking of COVID, excuse me.
1: <clears throat> oh. yeah,
3: a little COVID cough there. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that terrible? I'll yeah. say that. I'll cough and then I'll COVID. That's terrible. I, do you ever watch Family Guy? Are you a family guy, man? Do you like that show?
2: When it Kind of when it first started, not yeah. so much lately. Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> Well, you know, the scenes when he would go roadhouse, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. when I go COVID, just like oh, the roadhouse thing. So you it's might kind of hear that.
2: It's kind of rough. It's like, we go out to the stores and stuff like that and start to sneeze and, and do the same thing out there. Like, oh no, COVID. And I start yeah. sneeze.
3: Yeah. <laughs> people immediately think that, right? And you're yeah. like, no, 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 I'm I'm fine. I just actually had to sneeze or I actually yeah. just had to cough. That was it.
2: <laughs> I have a friend who, for some reason, likes he enjoys smoking and he has like, Like a smoker's cough, you know, like real bad. Oh, so he gets looks all the time, and (laughs) when he's outside and stuff like that. So that's
1: pretty. Oh,
3: that's funny. It's it's funny, but yeah, but it's not. You know, I get it Mm -hmm. for sure. But uh, speaking of Dallas, by the way, I'm a Cowboys fan since a long time ago. So yay, Cowboys! We lost America's team, God's team. Yep, we'll mm -hmm. we'll
2: be back on this weekend.
3: (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) We had a rough time. We've had a rough time like the past two weeks or so, but we'll we'll get it straightened out.
3: That's right. It'll happen. Yeah, it's I'm, all good.
2: Yeah, it's all good. So I, I guess I kind of wanted to start, I mean, I've, the for a lot of people, you know, that actually follow you on uh, Blue Rock Talk TV, you know, they know exactly, you know, all the, all the stuff you guys go on, on that site, because um, I see that you have like Bigfoot and Ghost and, you know, all kinds of different things. Is that, do you guys kind of, I mean, obviously you don't stick to just one topic, but, is did it start out kind of as just one thing or how did that start
3: well um first of all when you get a chance go look at it again because they change it all the time the the front page and and just have fun with it you know i put a a, i may i've set it up to where i can add gifs and stickers that are always moving and so uh uh, i just find that that's refreshing just for me alone to look at (laughs) instead of seeing the same thing over and over again so it's really fun because i find some really good gifs out there i mean it's 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 so cool when that happens and people go, man, your side is really cool. I'm like, well, sign up while you're there. So, yeah. so I started, um, um, you know, I've always done radio and TV and, um, and when the internet showed up and I could see that I could start doing this there, I was like, wow, you know, I'm going to do my own show. Because as you get older, uh, especially as a woman, it's harder to get television shows and it gets boring as well to go to auditions over and over again. Right. Um, it, it, it just does, you know, and I did a lot of sports, so they always usually want somebody younger. Not that it's that, that big of an issue, but I also just wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to have to go to an audition. I didn't want to have to do that kind of thing. And, and I was kind of done with radio at the time because um, it was all music radio that I had done at that point. And, uh, even though I did a lot of television work where I'd anchor or feature, or, you know, be the person doing a, a hosting and talking, uh, I hadn't done talk radio. And when coast to coast came about, that was, that was excellent. You yeah. know? So, uh, I, I knew that if I ever wanted, if I ever got back in radio again, it was going to have to be talk and you know, you can't do better than coast when your passion is this kind yeah. of stuff. So at one point I started learning what to do and I originally went on um youtube and uh, and it was under Blue rock talk I had had all this these list of names and and I went and got all the dot coms and all that kind of stuff and uh which is cost you a fortune at one point mm-hmm. you decide what did I do that why did I buy that all those things but um you know i i I picked Blue rock talk because Blue Rock is the Earth, you know, and I thought that 's cool because I like blue, you know, went to kentucky u k which is blue, mm. and you know Dow's blue, so anyway, it all works with blue and mm. um blue rock, and then i 'm talking and so um and it worked with uh the cadence you know when you when you 've been doing this kind of work forever, you start you know you realize the marketing of what you 've done in the past. And I've always been with companies so they did all the work, whether it was speed vision, you know, speed or uh uh ESPN or whoever it was that I was working with, you know, they did all the marketing. But when you pull it together and I was like, okay, coast to coast with George Nori blue rock talk with Connie Willis. It worked, you know, it was like the same cadence, everything, you know, so I started trying to uh, work the marketing out like that. And at one point, um, you know, I was doing all the different things with, uh, you know, on YouTube and, and realized I had to pull in way too many people before it allows you to do some of the things you want to do and to make the money because people think, yeah, there's a lot of people that do this as a hobby. They come in and do this as a hobby. But once you realize, like me, it was very serious. Right. But, like, you know, you're doing this you sound very serious. You don't sound like this is going to be this, this hobby that I might do or might not do. You sound very serious about it. That's great. Um, but at one point you're going to start finding out, Oh man, you know, to do this, I need a new mic. I need this, I need this program. I need that program. I've got to get a, you know, I got to make promos. I got you. It just adds up like crazy and you have to keep things going and upgrading because, Uh, everything else upgrades daily and they don't always match up and connect and you it's a constant nightmare Mm -hmm. it is still the wild west and so anyway uh, I eventually I was doing something called crypto Connie at one point and had an actual sponsor so that was cool Um, uh, for a while then boom that went away and when that went away Poor guy had a heart attack and was in a coma. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's but he lived, so that's great. But I had to reinvent myself. So I was like, okay, Blue Rock Talk, let's see. Mm, Okay, I know what I want to do. And I had two shows, one Far Out Thursday, Aliens, Remote Mm -hmm. Viewing, all sorts of stuff. And Bigfoot Friday, Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Those things were very successful. Everybody liked those. They knew right away what they were. So I was like, okay, I gotta, gotta bring my classics into this membership site. And then, um, because, because a membership site will pay for itself. I don't have to wait till I get a hundred thousand subscribers like you have to on YouTube before you can start really maybe making some sort of income or doing some of the things they allow you to do at a hundred thousand. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to get to a hundred thousand and you don't realize that I came from national shows where millions of households would see us. And, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm pulling teeth to try to get people on <laughs> and I'm even on coast, you know? And yeah. so, um. but then I thought of, uh, you know, what I wanted to do. And I thought, I want to do this for, for the rest of my life. I want, Uh, to go to research these places, and I want to take everybody with me, especially people that can't go for reasons of they're in the hospital, they'll never be able to make it, they'll never be able to get to that part of the world, they'll never even know how to get to this creepy hot spot in the first place, and I've gotten some great letters from people that say, hey, you know what, I I will never be able to get out of this hospital bed, thank you so much for going to the places, you know, it makes you want to tear up, but so I thought, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go to creepy hotspots, I'm gonna live stream, and and uh, um, so I made the membership site when I learned how um, uh, special those were when you had a niche and you can't get more of a niche than this, and so um, that's what I had put together, and it's still building. Uh, I'm looking forward to um uh, it getting to a certain point. I don't want, I don't want thousands and thousands and tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people or a hundred that I don't, I don't want that. I want a small group, but enough that pays the bills mm-hmm. and I can still go out and, you know, have a pizza or, or well, really a steak and wine or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I want to, you know, enjoy it. So the next thing, you know, so I'm building my people up right now and then we'll get a, pimped up uh, pimped out uh RV that's going to have everything in it to keep me safe by the way cuz that stuff scares me even though I go out there it scares me i'm not you know one of those people stand up to the bigfoot you know no 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 no, no. no, no. i'm like <laughs> i'm still scared but uh so i don't want a tent i want something in between me that's a little rougher than no. a canvas and um you know and then have really cool gear that's going to try to capture something or you know whatever i'm not it doesn't have to be captured uh because a lot of times you put those things up and they they go away, hmm. so you know you got to be cool with it, but uh um, you know just getting that is, is the next step and building some more of the audience so that's why uh your fans can get in for half price right now yeah. too, so I hope that yeah. they do and uh, but it's it's a lot of fun it's it's a membership site, so as I was saying to you before you don't have those people that come in and just hate on you and throw those hate bombs. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's horrible. But you can, you know, you can do your own thing and, and have fun and, and research it the way you want to. And, and you get to meet a lot of really cool people and and people that come to it. It's so interactive because it's so live that, um, People, when they join, they stay because they, they have fun. Everybody is a blue rocker that joins and they all connect and everybody has a good time in the live chat and they look forward to the show. And some people sit, you know, with their favorite bourbon and a stogie and listen. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, how's your, you know, how's your bourbon tonight? Oh, not too bad. Or I had to get another, you know, it's just just fun stuff. And, and we just uh, did a show and we did a live ritual Mm -hmm. Uh, with J.S. Garrett we so he did a live blood ritual and people voted on everybody's interactive so they voted on wanting wealth and and prestige and so we did that and um, so everybody we did a recap and everybody's talking about how happy they were about it and some people were already making some changes were happening uh money-wise with them Mm -hmm. and cryptocurrencies and all that kind of stuff too so anyway it's a lot of fun hauntings and bigfoot and dogman and all that good stuff and i think that's what you're into as well
2: yeah absolutely yeah it's definitely i know you, you know you spoke about having to build you know the audience and all that stuff like that but it's i know exactly how that is right now because that's kind of you know the phase that we're in and having been a one-man show here like literally uh it's it's the whole like booking guests, interviewing one guests. One man, one editing. man over here,
3: one woman over yeah. here. And <laughs> you
2: know, like all the social media, all the promos, and it's, oh, it's, it's rough. It's a nightmare.
3: I mean, it's work.
2: And just like you say, like you have to buy equipment, computers, monitors. And, then and you got to
3: keep doing it. It doesn't, <laughs> editing, it doesn't cooking, end. <laughs>
2: you know, it doesn't end. It's, you know, there's always something bigger and better out there. There's always like other yeah. shows that have something better, and you try to keep up with everybody else, and it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's rough. I mean. It is. And then people,
3: <laughs> and, and you know what, you always have people going, what, I got to pay for your show. And you're like, you know, it's, it's only this much a month and here, here, say so here's half price, you know, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, I, I actually raised my price because, um, well, I originally had it at this price. It's at 24 99. And I originally had it at that. And then I dumped it down to nine 99. Cause I thought, okay, but, but nobody, nobody was concerned about that price because they knew it it wasn't just a, just a talk show every night it wasn't that it was going on an adventure it was a travel show it's going out being a part of it so they were cool with it even though you know you can get half off anybody has a problem just get ask me i'll get you half off so it's 12 bucks right. but um uh, but but you need that money To pay for this stuff, you don't get ahead. (laughs) You're not getting ahead as you, just like you described, you know, what you're experiencing now being new into it. Right. It doesn't change years later. (laughs) It's the same thing.
2: Constantly catching up to everybody
3: else. Yeah. Oh, it is. Well then COVID happens and then everybody in Hollywood and their mother wants to do it. So now, you know, they kind of, they said it was between five and 10 years that they took a flying leap into the live streaming world. And you know, I was so excited that I was ahead of the game and I knew I was, right? I right. knew I'm ahead of the game. It's going to be great. I'm going to get my people quick. And then COVID, everybody, everybody's on live stream. And, you know, you can't compete with these huge celebrities when they do it, you know? Right. Yeah.
2: They have the money and they have the studios and guests. It's it's not as it's Yeah. I mean, definitely, it's if you're not known already, it's it's hard to pull guess i know it's hard oh. to focus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> how many did you got how many you got uh, we're well we're
2: almost hitting the 30 mark so we're not too bad but i mean those 30 were were hard it's like pulling teeth and it's, it is it is you're not like when you're not known like nobody i've sent like emails out like various emails and like not even a response or, you know i mean i yeah. get it like nobody knows who you are so it's kind of like I don't want to do your
3: show. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. I know it. I know it. It's, uh, it's hard. And when you bring on people, uh, to be interviewed as well, you know, it's a collaboration. It's like, okay, look, I'm going to promote you. So don't forget to promote me. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot of times they do, especially if I bring people on coast, they're so excited about being on coast and I get it. I get it. I'm excited about being on coast, Mm -hmm. but they always, you know, always got to, remind them hey please don't forget to promote me too and yeah you you know that's that's that that one's a hard one because they're so stoked about being on <laughs> i'm like yeah. hey you forgot to mention uh you're gonna be on with connie of blue rock talk <laughs> yes
2: yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely um i would say the pinnacle it's it's like the very top of where everybody wants to be you know yeah and,
3: and, and it is and their
2: fields and once they're on there you feel like you know like that's it I'm yeah,
3: it, so. that's true. It's very true. You're exactly right. And it's funny because people will go, Oh my gosh, Gunny, thanks so much. Uh, my book is a bestseller today. And you're like, oh, did you, did you, did you, you collaborate? Me. Like we, <laughs> did, you, did you also add my name? Can I yeah. be in the forward of your next book? Sure. Yeah, help I me mean, out here, you know?
2: I yeah. <laughs> gotta help each other out there. I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: It's only fair, you know, you're, you're giving them the time and, and the yeah. platform, stuff like that. And, you know, just... Or a little crumb this way or something, you know.
3: That's right. You know, years ago in radio and TV and anything, especially radio and TV, you compete with the other stations, right? And you, you, you do, you just compete with the other shows and the other stations, but not now. Now you collaborate, um, and you know, you just gotta sometimes like collaborate. Come on, come on, (laughs) smack, collaborate.
2: (laughs) Help me out here. Yeah. 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 It is. Oh, I know. But um, no, I, so I guess we'll we'll go ahead and pivot here a little bit. Um, So you mentioned you guys are on the road as, you know, you try to get out as much as you can. Yeah. I mean, can you talk about, you know, different countries maybe, like areas that you guys actually go out to or have been to?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my vision of this, you know, is a phase one of doing it across the United States. Uh, of going on the road and getting the uh, creepy hot spots. Uh, because of working on one. Uh, membership site, the link was broke for a year and you don't know the links are broke when you are cached in with your link. So you don't notice that it's broke and everybody else that's a member already, they're cached, you know, where it's already at like, you know, in your computer where you just hit it and it goes. So right. nobody notices that it's broke. Right. And then you go to the company and they say, Oh, it's fine. Cause they're hitting some other link that you didn't realize you did have or didn't have. And so anyway, um, uh, so we're a little behind on my timing, but, um, and the RV is the main thing, you know, working toward getting that, uh, all pimped out, beautiful, wonderful, yo Scooby-Doo machine. Um, but the phase one is part is basically the United States and going across there and then um and then you know going outside to canada mexico wherever we think maybe to go the thing is as i do this more and more i don't even know you know i mean that'll be fun and especially when the finances are there to do it and not have a problem right. getting to these places because at that point too you got to get a lot of equipment to go uh when you stay 3 to 5 nights out at these you know creepy places right and right. And if you're really, really far out, you know, sometimes you're, you don't want to be that far out from home <laughs> in yeah. these situations. But um, I see that still happening in the future. But there's so much to cover here in the United States. There's so much And these places that we've been to. Um, they're just so good, yeah. and and you you know, especially when it comes to Bigfoot, and um, and 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 Dogman as well you know, it's a relationship. So the more you go to the same area, the more, uh, uh, the more activity happens. Right. And, and, you know, you don't always get it so far. We're a hundred percent though on everyone that we've gone to, but um, it's nice to establish that relationship. And I've asked the blue rockers cause I'm blue rockers is what you are. Once you join. Right. Um, and I've asked, and it's very interactive. So I'm always asking them their thoughts and their theories and their ideas. And, you know, what do you see? You know, tell me if you see anything. But you know I so said, "Does it matter if we go to the same place again uh and people really don't care; they also understand the relationship part. they just want activity, we just wanna learn we wanna we wanna see what's gonna happen, what they're gonna do yeah. um what they may do or or uh you know just the different activities that happen and and you know you just never know what you're gonna get." And so you don't always have to go somewhere else because then the the relationships don't always, uh, you know, go along with it. However, the people that I go with are people that have already established relationships in these areas. So, you know, I don't know every creepy hotspot in the world, but I have tons of friends that do. Right. And then eventually friends of friends and, you know, you get more and more and it's their, it's their hotspots that they tell me I keep it secret. I keep it secret. Some people just go ahead and say where they're at cuz they they're like they'll never find this, you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> here. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: But um but I think it's smart to keep it secret and I will definitely keep it secret for you because I want to go back, right? This is this is all really dry for me wanting to research, me wanting to do this and say, "Hey, let me marry my TV radio career into this want and into a membership site where I can charge so that, you know, I, again, I don't need a billion people, just enough to keep it covered. And we're all in it together and having a good time. And I want more of a quaint community than too much to, uh, that I can't keep track of everybody and be able to talk to them because part of it is that we all communicate even off the air you know people are writing and asking about things so it's it's it's, it's I thought it might be less work but it's a it's yeah. a lot more almost because uh, it's your lifestyle yeah. but I do uh, I do uh, I, I'm not even worried about going to the other countries yet I there's so much here yeah
2: yeah it's definitely different kinds of you know, different areas that so I, I guess it would kind of be um, so you, do you kind of stay more towards the center of the U S or where do you?
3: Oh, well, it's kind of, uh, I've done a lot of, uh, stuff in the Rockies mm-hmm. and where I very first experienced, uh, Sasquatch going into the Sasquatch part of it was in Alabama. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll be hitting different areas like that as well in the Pacific Northwest and Oklahoma and go into the San Juan mountains with Brenda Harris this month. Well, in October, mm-hmm. um, right. And going to Oklahoma, where apparently there's more Sasquatch than people, uh, <laughs> with Farland Huff uh, in November. Then hitting uh, Waverly Hills December. So we do some hauntings as well. Those are like twelve hour investigations. Uh, the the campouts are like three to five nights, and they're like four call ins or, or so uh, throughout the day of what's going on and what's happening and what happened and 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 then there's uh, stuff I shoot in between that shows up later in the series that is all archived. So you can be there live. And then later on, you can get the archive of it. Um, and it is, it is fun. It's very exciting. And um, you know, this is stuff that I've done all my life because I, I grew up in a haunted house, you know, the same old story. Mm-hmm. So it's, it my whole thing is to pull the pieces of the puzzle together that are the ghost world has lights voices um, it and then you go over to the uh e t world and you get telepathy and lights and and you know missing time and this and that, and things happen really weird and then bigfoot the same thing uh telepathy well mind speak it's just all different names, but across the board, all these things have the same things happening and it's like okay there's little flickers of light over here in the spirit world then there's little flickers of light over here in the et world and then you got it in the bigfoot world too and then you got the telepathy and everybody's talking to each other what is it what is it what is it they all have the same things going on just different names right. so it's not a 101 you better already believe <laughs> you know just to take it deeper so hopefully you already believe and and if not go in there because you'll you'll pick it up really quickly because it's all about the phd why why is there voices in the ghost world where people call it oh the spirit talk to me or aunt betsy talk to me and you go in the et world oh my gosh the ets are talking to me <laughs> and you, bigfoot bigfoot talk to me you know yeah, that right. kind of thing. So,
2: no, that's great. It's all extremely interesting. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, so I come from. I'm originally from El Paso, Texas. So it's way west, oh west my Texas. Right? Gosh, the so,
3: crazy things happen in El Paso. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: definitely. It's. if you're definitely if you're looking for like a lot of hauntings and stuff like that, it's you know especially out in the desert. Um yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that that goes yeah. on out there. Extremely old town. With, you know, like all the missions and stuff like that. So it's i mean it's
3: and you, how far are you from white sands
2: uh i think it's about 3 4 hours i
3: think oh it is two okay months, okay cuz i would i would fly into el paso and then drive to um I guess, where, what was pretty close to White Sands, where uh, Lynn Buchanan, one of the remote viewers, one of the military remote viewers, that's where he would teach remote viewing at his home. Uh, that wasn't, you know, we'd go to El Paso and then drive to wherever he was. I can't remember. Alamogordo. Alamogordo. Okay. Yeah. But I thought, okay, I didn't know it was that far away. But White Sands is crazy too. All, yeah. that, all that area where you were is crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't feel like, I mean, I, I moved out. Here to Dallas in twenty thirteen um and i I mean, so like I'm not originally from here, but it doesn't you just don't get that that kind of vibe that anything goes on here when it comes to like aliens or right or ghosts or like nothing and you know so we we actually moved out of the city and we're kind of on the outskirts now, um so I mean, I still haven't heard anything or anything local and stuff like that,
3: yep, so. yep, you're kind of yeah, I can understand that, yeah. You need to get out of that little city life of all the people energy going on. You need to get out. You know, that's just wacko people. Go yeah. out to to the other wacko stuff.
2: Yeah, we're we're kind of out here on the lake now. We're kind of away from the city. So that's that's good. But I mean, like I said, I'm not from here. So I don't know like the local spots or, you know, what's right. been going on. I mean, so it's, that's kind of rough. But in a way, it's good. I mean, I don't want to go out chasing anything. But if I were to see something, I, mean, I wouldn't shy away from it. But.
3: Right. Right. You got to go get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got to go out there and get it. Or you can join, you can become a blue rocker and watch it with us. Just watch it all live. Yeah. It's so crazy. It is. So what are you, what's your big thing that you're into? Are you into all of it as well? Or one specific thing, which I'm glad people are into specific things because they help teach us, you know, what they've learned.
2: Right. Right. So I don't, I don't have like a specific that I'm, I would say I'm, be like any kind of expert on or anything like that. But I do enjoy the whole dogman thing. I was going down to Mississippi, which is for some reason seems like a hot spot um for dogmen. Um that that whole state has them all over the place. For some reason I, I I don't know why. But um if you speak to Dark Waters, which I had on the show as well, he you has know, some crazy stories about dogman fighting Bigfoot, stuff like that.
1: Um, wow so it's
2: just I don't know what goes on in Mississippi or what has gone on there in the past (laughs) but that for some reason that place is just full of dog men Uh, I don't know why but um, but that was like my main thing for a lot of years Um, but then I kind of spread out into the whole like UFO thing aliens Bigfoot Um, the only thing that I growing up was kind of a little afraid of was like the whole Ghost thing. I wouldn't (laughs) go into anywhere on my own that had any kind of ghosts or nothing like that. Um, I enjoy like watching it, but for me to go out there and like look for it, that's that's just that wasn't gonna fly. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I understand that because I grew up in a haunted house, and when you're a kid, you don't have a choice. Mm. You know, your parents bought it, and they're like, "What are you crazy? You know, there's nothing here. You know, we just bought this place, we're staying in it." And so, there's nothing you can do as a kid except it did help me. with ambiance, which is something, a remote viewing of, and, you know, in anything really where you can, where your abilities get stronger and stronger. Cause every day mine got better and better because every day I wanted to know where that ghost was in the house. So I could be on the other side mm-hmm. as far away from it as I could. And I would also be able to recognize when it was up close to me, um, nothing I could do about it, but at least I knew when I could run, because I didn't want to be around that. I didn't, I didn't know going back after all the stuff I've learned along the way. I know it wasn't evil because mm. evil is a whole different feeling. But as a kid, just knowing the presence of something's there and you don't see it. Uh, so it did build my ambiance skills. So that's good. I, I like that out of it, but that's kind of my least favorite thing to do too. Just like you were saying, the ghost thing. Uh, even though I have and I will and people love it they love ghost hunting and that's fine it's just when you're a kid and you're stuck and you just you just want to get out so yeah. you can have a night's sleep Um y- you know that's usually kind of the last thing you want to do Um yeah. but you yeah. know but then you go out into the woods to something 12 15 foot high and and hair all over and, seems, and it's smarter than you
2: seems a lot worse when you think about it but I, just, no. I guess it's just the fact it's it's like the unknown right like you don't know if anything's there or something's watching you especially like you say when you're younger when I was younger it's one of the reasons why I stopped sleeping with my bedroom door open because when I used to live in this house when I was younger it was like the typical freaking ghost story um we moved into a house where some old lady had died in. Uh, <laughs> I slept in her room.
3: Oh my gosh, and, even worse. <laughs> uh,
2: and when we moved in, like the rocking chair she used to own was still there. So it oh, was, it was well, like- Well, that's
3: Psycho. That's the yeah. movie Psycho. Jeez.
2: <laughs> so it was, it was like because of that house at that time was the reason why I stopped sleeping with my bedroom door open because I used to sleep with it open all the time. Yeah. Um, and I would wake up when I'm facing the wall, you have that feeling like something's behind you, but you don't yes. want to turn around. Yes. <laughs> um, but eventually I just kind of, I was just like, I'm just going to turn around and see what's there. And I shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> What'd you see?
2: So I, I was looking out the door. So, you know, eventually when you've been in the dark for so long, your eyes adjust. So you don't, you can see. Uh, but when I turned around and I looked at the doorway, I just saw like a shadow mass standing at the, the door, and I was uh. standing there, and I stood there for like minutes. It seemed like forever. Um, and eventually it just turned and walked back down the hallway. And for some reason, out of at that time, I don't know like, where I got it from, but I stood up and ran towards the door. <laughs> and I looked, I looked down the hallway and I didn't see anything. And I went down the hallway after it. And when you get to the end of the hallway, there was like a right-hand turn that turned into the dining room. And we had a swinging door that went into the kitchen. And the light was on in the kitchen, right? And I went to the door to try to open it, and it wouldn't open. It was, like, stuck.
3: The swinging door wouldn't yeah, open? Yeah, the swinging oh. door was stuck.
2: And so after a while, it just kind of opened on its own. And, I, and when I went into the kitchen, and there was nothing there. And the door was – we had, like, three deadbolts on the door, and they were all locked. Um, so, I mean, obviously, there was nobody in there. And where that whatever it was went who knows, but
3: oh, <laughs> you know, wow. that, is,
2: that was like the one time that I had ever seen anything in that house besides hearing noises and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like I said, since that moment, I locked my doors and
3: yeah, was, not that that matters. I can yeah, get right through yeah. that. It was a big deal with that. I just man. feel safe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because, because, uh, the way our house was set up, it was kind of circular, um, where the rooms were. And so you had to keep all the doors open for the air to That's circulate, awesome. yeah. whether it's air conditioning or heat, whatever. So my dad always made us, you know, have the doors open. And I hated that because mm. it was like, Oh, you know, we had doors on both sides. It's like, Oh, you know, I, I wanted to shut the doors cause I felt safer with the right. door shut. You know, something wasn't looking at me from mm-hmm. the doorway. And so, you know, I had to deal with that too the whole time and two doors, not one, two, yeah. and then window right there too. And you're like, Oh, I can't win. You know, yeah. this is the scariest place ever, but um that's pretty brave for you to get up. I mean, to see a mass like that, and it's then tough. it turn around and walk away and you see, you see that that's, that's, no. that's crazy.
2: I mean, it was kind of, so like in the front yard and around the house, we didn't have any kind of grass. It was just like rocks. So when you would walk on it, you can hear. Right. And I would sleep kind of in the corner of the room. My bed was up against the wall, but on either side, there was like a window here and a window here. So <sighs> I, was, I was kind of like in between the windows.
3: Uh, so someone could reach in and grab you.
2: <laughs> so so I remember one night I was asleep and then I hear like walking outside on, on the rocks. And I was like, well, it was like three in the morning. So I heard it stop. Oh. I heard it stop at the front window and then I just kind of sat there like real quiet and then I heard it walk around around the wall to the next window and it stopped right there as well. And then I never heard it like walk away after that.
1: Oh. I
2: didn't get up to check out the window or anything but I mean, I don't know what I, was that? I can never I mean I don't I mean it sounded like there was somebody out there, I wouldn't doubt it, but Just the fact that it, you know, stopped at the window and then walked around to the next window. I'm not gonna say it was like a ghost or anything. It could have been like some homeless person or something. Like you never know. But because we lived kind of like around this. Mall, and there's like, like a bunch of gas stations around there, but
3: oh, okay, okay, um, but it wasn't like Bigfoot or anything like no, that. It was no. definitely oh, so it was Price, some dude or something, yeah, something, checking you, peeking in, hey. But
2: like oh, at that time, I was just kind of laying there, and I was like, oh god, because uh-huh. go <laughs> <laughs> these windows are just like right here, They could just you know, they could have broke through, and I was right there.
3: Oh, I mean, oh. Because
2: that house was was rough. I mean, once we yeah. got out of there, it was it was great, but. Yeah, I'm that's
3: what we house. had. Yeah. One of the one of the rooms it was the my bed was, you know, again two doors in this room, too cuz I, you know, just switched around after my brothers and sisters would move out and stuff. So, but this this one where I was in uh when I was the youngest was the window was right with me mm-hmm. right here. And on the other side of the window actually was a front porch that was enclosed. Um and there was one of those, you know, bench swings Okay. and it was right there oh. and wind <laughs> couldn't get in it. Okay. it was, it was close to wind right. <laughs> unless you had it open on a summer day or something, but it wasn't open at night. And yeah, the swing would swing right outside my window. Nope. The swing would swing and <laughs> <laughs> no. it wasn't scary enough.
2: <laughs> I know. I, like I mentioned, I mean, like I mentioned, when we first moved in, we had that, that old rocking chair that was there and, and like for <laughs> for it being like a haunted house I never uh, I never saw it like moving my sister eventually oh. like, we swapped rooms because my room was bigger and and she wanted it so I, I was fine with that because I did not want to be in there anymore um, but she swears that she had seen it move like a bunch of times I I never saw it myself but you know, she did, so I was like, well, you can have it because I'm not going back in that room anymore.
3: <laughs> exactly. You're already,
2: you're already swapped, so that's that's your room now.
3: Yeah, no take backs. Uh,
2: absolutely <laughs> <definitely> not. <laughs> but uh, that's funny.
3: Those things are scary though. We had um golly, there was um here was here was kind of a string. Oh, oh that's uh that's she likes to she likes to be on, by the way. Sell <laughs> yourself. She's the little blue rock mascot. This is Uh-oh. a penny girl. Oh, they don't, they're old. she's uh she's a giver and a lover. Yeah. Very romantic. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Right. She's always got to do that on the show. She's yeah. got to say hi.
2: Got to make sure she's known. Make her presence oh. felt.
3: <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me just get right. Hey, nobody's out there. Nobody's out there. Thank you though. She's a little guard dog. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I'll get off the ghost stuff because I think you are, you know, wanted to hear some dog man stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's, we can jump into to any kind of like really good ones that you have. I mean, whatever. Well,
3: you definitely should meet, um, um, and I'll hook you up with him. Uh, he'll love doing a show. He's great. Parker Duvall is one of my dog man people. And um, golly, I've got a lot of people, of course, I'm trying to think who the other one was that saw so stuff a lot too. Oh, Arla, Arla Colette also has a thing going with them. A lot of people do. Once you meet one, you meet another and another and another, right? Right. And some people go from one to the other. Um, I, I believe, well, I think, uh, you know, it's somebody had said, uh, there's a guy named Dennis Foal. I don't know if you know Dennis or not but he did he was the guy that was probably the first and maybe the only guy that was ever paid to research Bigfoot and he did it uh it was in Kentucky where I'm I'm from and uh some people called it the pancake house but a lady had a situation where she would always uh feed pancakes to a family of them i guess and um so it was known as the pancake house but then a guy named erickson had given some money for people because it happened so often that they'd show up that he gave money for uh, some people to research it for quite a while. And Dennis was the guy that was there Mm -hmm. for the most part. And I guess some other people kind of came in once in a while or something like that. But there's, I've actually got, Dennis is a friend. He's a great guy. Uh, He did my uh, creepy, like my first creepy hotspot together. And also uh, he, he, um, he gave me some video exclusive to Blue Rock Talk. So if you do sign up for it, you'll see some of his stuff that he, that he gave me uh, that's on the show. And it's, it's great video of these things going by, some funky ones too. But I remember asking him uh, about one of the things I saw in the window at one point. I can tell you that story, but I had said, hey, this wasn't, this wasn't a Sasquatch. And, I said, the ears, they were up, they were like a dog, they were, I think it was a dog man. And he said, well, you just don't know, maybe Sasquatches have different ears. Maybe it's still a Sasquatch, but it just has different ears. So that was interesting to hear because they're found very much just like a a Bigfoot is, you know, they're out in the woods, they're, you know, kind of the same setup where people run into them. Um, so maybe he's right. Maybe they do, but they definitely look like dogs Mm. because of the ears, but, um, this one guy, so he had said that and he's kind of like, he's kind of like, I don't know. He's kind of like the go-to guy. Everybody loves Dennis. You know, he's very skeptical about everything. So Mm. he's right. Maybe that was the case, but, uh, Parker Duvall, I was out with him before in Kentucky and he took me to an area. And as soon as we started going into that area, we heard you know knocks and whoops and noises and I couldn't believe it we had just walked into it I mean Mm. and it was right off the side of the interstate you know these Mm. these parks and national forests are full of these beans (laughs) people have no idea when they go on these hikes with their family oh let's go out for a little sunday hike. you know the little you know national park next door to us you know on sunday they're full of these things. They're out there. It's amazing. I can't, I can't believe it. You know that that's something I got into later. The Sasquatch. That was like the latest thing, which is now like you know a long time. But but I never even thought about the Bigfoot ever. Never thought about Sasquatch. Ne- never, never. But. Uh, once I got into it, holy cow, they're everywhere. But we had, uh, he had talked about the dog man and he, he, uh, we went, we found footprints and this and that. And, you know, is it from the dog man? Is it from the Sasquatch? What is it? I don't know. But you know, we hear, Oh, (laughs) like they would, they did this. And so I'm like, well, is that Bigfoot? And he's like, well, I don't know because you know, then we'd see something and get a picture and, and it had the dog ears. Right. So, um, he was big into the dog man and the people that are into that usually look at it as the Egyptians with the, uh, what is the The Anubis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and they're like, it's, it's a teacher. It's my teacher. Yeah,
1: they right. see it as their teacher.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So you know, all this stuff then, and you know, it's, it's just all about being a teacher and they teach you and, uh, but then other people have these really, really scary sounding dog right. stories so I've kind of heard both uh, across the board yeah no
2: it's I mean I've never heard of any well that I know of that I've spoken with anybody that's had anything kind of peaceful interactions when it comes to dog I know oh. when it comes to like Bigfoot and stuff yeah that's you know that's different um, there seems to be I guess different kinds where some just to like see what you're up to or like you know they they want to interact and then others don't but when it comes to dog man i've like me personally i've never heard of anything where where they just kind of want to get to know you or you know stuff Uh like that it's always been like like they've been chased or or you know stuff like that so it's kind of it's kind of weird i mean especially heard both yeah it's it's i don't know i've spoken to people that say that dog man and Bigfoot are out in Texas. I wouldn't doubt it's somewhere out there, like in the woods. Maybe oh, yeah,
3: no doubt. Panhandle.
2: But um, it just doesn't seem, especially growing up here, I I just never heard anything about, like, Sasquatch or Dogman or anything like that around here, which is weird.
3: Yeah, well, I grew up in Kentucky, and I, I knew nothing about them. You know, you live in the ghost house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went from there to, uh, like, um, um, i guess u f o s and then to the alien thing and and the remote viewing and uh it it wasn't until I was doing some documentary work for this internet um um internet site that was starting a long time ago when everything was just kind of building up on there when people were just figuring out what to do with them and I was working with the guy one of the writers of Poltergeist Hmm. that you know the Poltergeist movie and that was cool so I was bringing in these documentaries for him and helping him get them because I knew the people out in in the world of documentaries and and um, this kind of stuff and so uh, somebody had sent in a Bigfoot documentary. And so that's when I was like, Oh, okay. And, So they had invited me out and that's how I had done it. I mean, I'd never thought about it. And then that first night I had an experience and I was like, oh my gosh, they're real. I remember calling people going, they're real, they're real, (laughs) calling these Hollywood guys. They're real, they're real, they're real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, how do you know? No, they're real. No, that was a bear. No, it wasn't a bear. It was real. (laughs) First night, you know, first night. And they're like, come on, people go for decades and they never see these. Well, I, you know, they like you or they don't. They come up to you if you're in the area of them. Right. If you've already, you know, somebody else has already done the research, right? And you're in the right area, well, and they're there, well, you know, then it comes down to if they like you or not to come up to you. Yeah. I totally believe that. Totally. Yeah. Dude, now, have, have you been around one?
2: I've never spent time, dude, like on my own, like, you uh, know, just going out there and looking for them.
3: Don't go alone.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. But I've never spent any kind of time like that to where, I mean, I, when I was younger, I used to go camping and stuff like that but like recently i'd say over like the age of 18 i it's you know i've never gone out into the woods for any, like any kind of reason um i mean like we go hunting and stuff like that but ah like not to just go like looking for bigfoot and stuff like that but now like i've never i, I can never say that i've felt like i was around anything out there um unfortunately i mean that would be cool to see one um but i've during my time on the woods like that, I've never had any kind of feeling or heard noises or anything like that. It's just weird. Well,
3: well that's where too, you know, growing up, in, growing up in Kentucky, where now that I've been awakened to the Sasquatch well, that's where the Erickson project was, the the Pancake House. Where if you look that up, you're going to see some amazing video footage and amazing work that was done there. And you'll go, oh my gosh, look at all that stuff. And then the the Mammoth Caves and the cave system underneath Kentucky. There's a ton of activity of Sasquatch stuff. That's where the Dogman stuff was. Um, it's it's all over. And and wherever you go now, when you know what to look for. Right. They're everywhere, and I think they know that you are looking for them. I don't have a doubt about that. And so at that point, too, I think they may help to show themselves or allow you to know something. But if you're not looking and you know nothing about it, you're just going to think it's an animal a squirrel or this or that or something else, or people did this, you know, structure over here. And right. that noise that's following along, is this a squirrel following us?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely i'm aware that you know they can they could be out there i i definitely know like you said the difference of like when you're being trailed or oh, okay. Stuff okay like that so i mean like i've i've never like which is weird during all the time that i spent out there like i said hunting stuff i just never felt like there was anything like following us or which is good but i mean it's it's just weird because i know a lot of people that they've been out there i actually have a friend who's um gonna work for the forest for the forest service and like, oh forest cool forest you know stuff like that he's gonna be out there working like in the national parks and stuff oh but, lucky um i'll eventually have to sit down with him and he gets past the academy, and he actually starts working out there to see what you know what he sees or anything. Oh, good. But cool. so that'll be good.
3: <laughs> yeah, those people. I was thinking about doing that myself. I thought, why don't I just do something like that, just so I can be out there. Yeah. Um, there's a guy, Mel. Uh, I, I can never say his last name right. Shaken, I think. Uh, he does that um, for, and he's on a reservation. Nice. Which is even better. Yeah. And he has some of the best stories and he talks about I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. Cause you know, he's paid to be out there mm-hmm. in the area. And he's he's working, but he runs into all sorts of stuff. And how cool is that, you know?
2: Now, I think that would be like you mentioned, it's a lot better when you're like on a reservation. That would be a lot scarier, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I
3: know. A lot of
2: skinwalker stuff and just a lot of like old Native American you know, things
1: is
3: yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to them, it's just, yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't go, Oh, really? Oh, I don't believe it. You know, they're not into, no, they know it. Their ancestors talked about them, talked with them and know about things flying around. And, and this next creepy hotspot that we go on with blue rock talk is uh, with Brenda Harris, who she is a uh, native American and we'll be, She's either taking us to San Juan. I've had her on several times, so I don't know if she's doing the Mysteries of San Juan Mountains or if she's taking us somewhere on the reservation. But I know what had happened in the area she's taking us, so it might be on the reservation. I'm not sure. But apparently, she was there. uh, She says it's a really tight area. You go down into like a valley, I guess, part of this area. It's somewhere in uh, the Colorado area. Right. Uh, Southwest, or might be part of the New Mexico, right in around the Four Corners area, okay. and it's all sorts of creepy stuff there—crazy, crazy, crazy, creepy stuff there. San Luis Valley, uh, you know, just just areas people just don't go in, or even the Native Americans don't go into some of those areas are around that way. But she said that her and her older sister, maybe about a year or two, maybe older, who, uh was i think a cop at the time or maybe she was retired i don't remember but she had been a cop but i think she's still a cop
1: because
3: right. uh, she's not they're not that old but they were out in this area and they had a you know four-wheel drive uh jeep and apparently the sister the cop, <laughs> I just think that's funny, was like, let's get out of here. And Brenda wasn't. She was like, Well, oh, okay. You know, she was okay with it because I guess she was more, maybe used to it a little bit right. more. But but her, here's her cop sister that should be, you know, brave and could take on anything. But, you know, this is unknown. It's at least the people, you know what they're going to do. Mm. You don't know what these are going to do. And uh, so they got into the Jeep to get out of that area. And this is where where we're gonna go on the next creepy hot spot here. And it's scary to me, but she was trying to leave and one of them, or at least maybe one, I think it was only one, they were holding the vehicle hmm. in the back bumper to where she couldn't go. She hmm. said she put the metal to the pedal, or pedal to the metal, oops, right. <laughs> I screwed that up. But she's put it all the way down, gassed it out, boom. And it would not go because it was just holding, there's a Sasquatch holding the back of the Jeep to not let her go. Could you imagine how horrific that would be? (laughs) To me, that's horrific.
2: That's terrible. She's
3: yeah. She was like, we kept doing it. And then, then I'd stop and, and I'd do it again. And some, she talked about about four times that happened. And then finally, you know, it had let her go. That's crazy i know she's like spinning out and like that's wait a minute that's that's where we're gonna go yeah I'm and, and i'm like can we spit like a you know if i rented a one of the you know the class b or the little camper vans you know four by right. four i knew she was gonna say well it has to be four wheel drive i knew that was gonna be the the case but she said she was like well you know maybe you can get back there but she said we'll just pull out some tents a pup mm-hmm. tent i'm like no, I'll be in your jeep. I'll be in the back of the jeep with a you know messed up neck for the next couple of days. I don't care. I am not going out. She said it's just a real tight area, and they just come right in really close, pretty aggressive, okay. so that's where we're going next. I'm scared about it i, I get scared. I'm not afraid to say I'm afraid
2: <laughs> no that's I think that's 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 the fun part of it though you know you want to be afraid like you want to see these things, but at the same time, you kind of want that. Rush, like, you know, a little bit. But at the same time, you just don't want to be there as well. I mean, I wouldn't want to, I'm not going to say I wouldn't want to be there, but I'd definitely be not being able to sleep all night if I was out there.
3: It's tough. I um, am, you know, going out in the Rockies too, very, it's, it's weird, you know, Kentucky, Alabama, the different areas, you know, that if you grow up in that area and even Florida, you know what you're used to seeing. But when you go to the real Rockies, the real mountains, the, the um, you know, there's huge, right. And, right. and you're there and you're in the middle of nowhere. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. And and Jason Frank, his name, check him out. He's got a book called Harry's. He's a hilarious. Get all, mm-hmm. but he was one of my creepy hotspots and he took me up to this area and it was just, he and I first, before some of the other people came and we drove into the area that he told me all these things you know and he was telling me about his sasquatch buddy that he saw grow up uh and he called him elvis hmm. his name was elvis so he would always want to you know he had this go- ongoing relationship with elvis and he had seen elvis when elvis was like three feet tall and he had seen him prior to when we went two years before and he said he was, he had, he was at, he was seven foot tall at that point. So he didn't know what he was, you know, two years later, is he still right. growing? Is that it? You know, who knows? So, um, he kept talking about Elvis. So the whole thing was, all right, we're going to go look for Elvis, you know, we're going with Jason Frank to look for Elvis in this next creepy hot spot, Right. So, right. so we go and, um, you know, it's weird because it, we couldn't go right away. It's like, well, there's too much snow. I'm like, what do you mean too much snow? You know, I'm from Kentucky. Come on. I know snow. No, this is the Rockies. You don't know snow. You can't get in these areas. And so anyway, we got into them. Uh, so we were lucky there. And as we're sitting there, we just get there. It takes, you know, three and a half hours or so to get there. And he, uh, it's cold. I got my little dog. It's freezing. It starts to rain. A, a little slush. And then it turns into a blizzard right before my eyes, a blizzard. Mm. And this place is beautiful, right? I'm like, this is gorgeous. There's nothing, nothing to worry about here. And he starts putting up his tent and everything. And the whole plan was for me to be in his vehicle. Okay. So I could have had a tent if I wanted, but no, I don't mm. see what's around me. Why would I do that? I want to, I got windows and right. metal and glass. Mm. <laughs> it's not a stupid piece of fabric between me and this yeah. thing you tell me that's <laughs> everywhere you know yeah. so uh um this blizzard happens and jason at the time i just met him it's funny how you meet people and you go do these things and people be like what's wrong with you that's where these movies come from and these tv documentaries come from mm-hmm. of people that die <laughs> and they're cut up all over right yeah. well he's he's also, getting wood for the fire, so he pulls out a chainsaw. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's one of the greatest people in the world, but he goes, You know, he looked like something out of uh one of these you know Halloween movies or or you know Friday the 13th or something at the time, and I'm just laughing about it too, going, yeah. Man, this is funny, but what could it turn into? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, all this crazy stuff is going on, and uh, we all it's all about seeing Elvis, and it was. I saw more things that couple of days. And in fact, in one night, less probably in less than 10 hours. And I think people ever, 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 ever even think to see, because as I was there and there's just too many things to tell people go, go to, go see the Jason Frank, uh creepy hotspot. Um, you'll like this. So right. we're, It was the last night and there was already, you could tell there was activity, there was action, there was noises and, and, and things like that. And if you're a remote viewer as well, or maybe not, you can tell when something looks at you inside. they remote view your head. They want to see what's going on. It's very much, to me, it's an extraterrestrial thing. To me, it's more of an ET thing. Uh, And I had that happen and it hurt. Uh, I've had people. The first time I ever felt that, by the way, was from somebody out of El Paso, <laughs> and I knew who it was. I could tell the personality, uh, and and I could feel it. In some personalities, it feels kind of good, but you're but they're in there looking in your mind. Now I can't do that, and these people that can do it, I think they're hybrids. By the way, I, I do. I, right. I, you know, it's another step, but that's what I think. They're amazing people, but this hurt. And there was somebody else there that felt the same thing at the same time and and they had went ow at the same time i was like ow. so we she and i felt it and she's known to have these abilities uh and it hurt mm-hmm. and she was like ow something just looked at me i said yeah and and we we really felt all of us felt that there was something kneeling down it was dark at this point the the fire's going and there's this real dark area and this just kind of goes down to a hill And we were like, we all knew, we just all had this knowing that it was It was down on its knees, you know, probably about 20 feet away or something. We knew this, all of us. So we were like, okay, this is why we're here. You know, maybe this is Elvis. Um, there were so many things to see, but eventually everybody, and there were so many things happening. I can't tell you at all. I just can't, it's just too much, but everybody ended up going to their little tents and things like that. And uh, here I'm in that truck and I'm seeing all around and I actually said through my mind because the first night I ever had come across these uh, in Alabama I had mind-speak the first night they came up to me the first night it's a whole other story but the first night I had gotten it all and some people were pretty mad about that, too. They're like, I've been doing this for decades and never uh, nothing has ever happened. <laughs> I, said, I don't know. What can I tell you? <laughs> Thank you, God, or not. I don't know. Is this a blessing or a curse? But I had said, I knew the mind speaks. So I had said, I said, oh, you know, okay, Elvis, you know, I was talking to Elvis. And I said, I do want to see you, but I don't want to see your eyes. I'm not ready for that yet. And I said that because I meant it. You know I've seen these documentaries where people talk and say, "Yeah, we had a flat tire in the middle of nowhere, and we were on the side of the road on the highway, yeah. and we had to wait until morning before anybody could come help us, yeah. and they would wake up to this face in the window. How many times you heard that story in a documentary or seen yeah. it
2: I've actually right. in the documentary, documentary, yeah, a whole bunch i've yeah. actually <laughs> I actually know of one like somebody that I know that I don't know didn't say if it was bigfoot or anything like that but i had a friend that went camping one time and they had one of those campers where there was like a bed on top of the cab of the truck have you seen those like
3: the yeah yeah
2: top of the truck so they were sleeping up there and there's just nothing but windows around them with like uh-huh. curtains right and i don't they didn't say what it was because it was dark it was like middle of night but he said that he heard something outside of the window. When he rolled over and he just kind of peeked through the window because it was like the window was like right here, and he looked out and there was like eyes just staring at him, Ugh. like through like the, the, the glass was like this thick, and he was just on, on the other side. I don't know, like he didn't say what it was, he didn't say what he thought it was, but he just like shut the window and started yelling, and everybody woke. It was a big thing, but yeah, I mean that's one of the, I think that's probably the worst thing if you see eyes on the other that's,
3: side. Back that's, that's what I thought. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I thought. So that's why I said what I said, because they're you know, <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in a truck, right? Glass everywhere. <laughs> that's yeah. it. It's looking in, it can see me. I can, everything. And I thought, well, this is how I'm going to see it. I'm here to see it. They, they, everybody else is in a tent. They want to get, you know, a little smacking around and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, <laughs> I, I just want to see it, you know, but then I didn't want to see its eyes. so It was hard, yeah. but I did say that. And then that night, a lot of, a lot of things happened. And I, and, and I think the Sasquatch and ET, I don't know what their relationship is. I know they know each other. I don't know what their relationship is. I don't know who they are to each other. And I don't know where the dog man fits either in there, but I think they all know each other. I don't know if they're also the same or buddies or I don't know, but they all know each other and they are around each other. But I do know that the ET to me are sinister when the, you know, I think there's a lot of ETs out there and I think there's nice ones as well, but I think (laughs) there's some sinister ones too. And that's where I've been lucky enough to be around them. You know, that ambiance, you can feel that. And you know, your soul always trust your intuition, always trust your soul. It's telling you the truth, you know, and if you know how to awaken it, especially with remote viewing, it'll teach you how to do that. If you know how to awaken it and listen to it, you know, it'll let you know if something's good or bad. And the, the, that night, everything happened, everything was around. So that's why I'm like, they all have to know each other. So, and I believe that they can, um, I think the Sasquatch can do it too. Not just the ET. And I would think dog man can as well. They can turn you off and on. Hmm. I absolutely believe that without a shadow of a doubt. Cause I've experienced it. They turn you off and on and they can stop you from moving. Uh, but your eyes continue to move so use your eyes and stay as alert as you can if these things happen some pe- people in the bigfoot world call it freezing they they were frozen hmm. uh in the tele- in the et world you know it's uh you know they turn you off they zombie you out yeah. um so there's always you know a name but they all relate so They also can, they make you forget. They truly do make you forget. That to me is an ET thing, totally. They do what they want to do, whatever it is, and they scramble you up. And if you can really stop and do your best to imprint what is going on and to be alert, to know, to look back, to think about it, to hold on to the thoughts, then you can maybe break away. Uh, of forgetting it because most people that have no clue about it, they'll just go like, oh, it's just a weird dream. Oh, I can't get this weird dream. out of my. mind. It seems so real, but oh, I'm going to blow it off. Those are people that just aren't like us where we're already open and knowing man, it's probably something else. So uh, that had happened that night. I actually saw something I never thought I would ever see. I wanted to see it, but I never thought it was going to happen.